Welcome to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. I'm Kim, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian, and we're so glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We are discussing choices you can make while you are single that will help you flourish in your single years and increase your odds for an enjoyable, lasting marriage later. It's kind of like you're loving your husband before you even have one. Adrian, today we are talking about being the new girl. Ooh. <laughs> so we're excited, and we have a wonderful guest to join us. Why don't you tell us about our guest? I love Sarah. Sarah and I became quick friends on an RV trip about five years ago. But one thing I love about Sarah is she is just so full of joy and so full of laughter. Anyone that she meets is fast friends with her. She works with college students up in Colorado, and we are so excited to have you on the podcast because you are the perfect person to talk to these incoming college girls about what it's going to be like to be the new girl. Yes, Sarah, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is so fun. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking today about being the new girl. Now, um, before we start tapping into Sarah's wisdom, Adrian, have you ever been a new girl? Oh, definitely. When I went to Tell school. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. When I went to school, I didn't know anyone except one other person from my high school. So at OU, I was the new girl. Didn't know anybody. Wow. I um, When I was the new girl... I was so nervous about going to college that the day I woke up to show up at college, I lost my voice completely. So I went through sorority recruitment without a voice. And it was quite interesting, but I was just so nervous about being the new girl. Sarah, you've been a new girl. Tell us about that. Yes. Okay. So I was a new girl. I went out of state. So I'm from Kansas city and went to Oklahoma state. So I was out of state girl. I knew one other girl at Oklahoma state. It was my sister, which was kind of nice, but she was older than me. And so different friend groups and stuff. Um, yeah. And then even recently moving to Colorado, um, after college being the new girl here too. So that's been kind of fun. And one time in second grade, I was the new girl. <laughs> So you are a professional new girl is what, what you're saying. <laughs> so Sarah, why are you excited to talk about this topic today? Yes. Okay. So just kind of like I mentioned, I have been the new girl a few times and it's been really cool to see that somehow uh, I have made it out and it's been amazing and God has provided um, a ton. So definitely um, excited about this topic because I've been there and I've kind of implemented some of the things we'll talk about in a sec, but yeah, um, it's really cool to see how God provides in that. Um, but also, um, I feel like I'm excited about this specifically, uh, thinking about the new freshmen, um, going into college because it is just such a crazy time. It's literally like everyone is kind of feeling a little bit scared. And so if I just have any kind of, um, advice or words for these sweet, you know, girls going into college, I would love to get to share that with them. Um, because being the new girl in college is maybe the first time you've kind of been that new girl, but for sure, definitely will not be the last time you'll be the new girl. So that is a great point that I'm glad that you made, Sarah, that, you know, going to college is one of the first times maybe you'll experience being the new girl, but it won't be the last. And I just recently experienced this as an older woman in my fifties, 
my husband and I picked up, we moved to Arizona. I knew one person when I came here, one person. And it, it, it's a whole new experience to be the new girl where you don't know anyone and no one really knows you. And so a lot of the principles we talk about today are going to be principles that you'll be able to use really no matter what season you're in in life, going to a new place. But we really want to show some love to our incoming freshmen because that is a really big change. And so we want to focus on them. What's a trend that you've seen in freshman girls over the years, Sarah? I know you have really um, spent a lot of time with college girls. You're there when they show up. What's a trend that you've seen? Yes. Okay. So something I experienced myself, but also saw throughout college and now working with college students is that the first couple of weeks, everyone's kind of on the same page. They're eager to meet new people. The energy is high. Their people's guards are down a little bit more. So trying new things isn't as hard. Um, and so they kind of, you know, are in this rhythm of trying new things, meeting new people. But as soon as they kind of find that group, no matter kind of who those people are, they kind of just stick with them. And so um, midway through the semester, they have their rhythm. They've kind of stuck with those people they met in the first couple weeks of school. Um, And so they're a little less willing to try new things, meet new people. They kind of like what they have going on, um, kind of thing like that. Um, But then towards the end of the semester, some girls, I won't say all, but some girls um, are kind of exhausted of those friends that they initially found. Um, They maybe wouldn't have been their first pick because, again, everyone is so kind of maybe desperate for those friends at the beginning to have that kind of squad um, that they, you know, don't want to go back to that. And so, um, yeah, so they've they're afraid of going back. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to get out of that friend group because they were so they're so afraid of, you know, being back at square one, not having any other friends. Um, And so, yeah, they're kind of stuck. They don't really want to branch out anymore. Um, and it can kind of hinder them in kind of their personal growth. Um, and it makes me sad because there are so many fun girls out there that would love to be your friend. Um, but there's so many girls that are afraid of, of going back to not having any friends. And so they don't want to get out of their, their friend group they were initially found. You know, Sarah, hearing you say that, it reminds me so much of my experience in college. I remember going in and I was thinking, okay, are my roommates and the girls on my hall going to be my friend group? Or is it going to be the girls in my sorority? Or is it going to be the people that I'm meeting in my classes? I just was so overwhelmed with the potential of all the friend groups that I could have since I went in with no friends. And I just started dabbling in a little bit. But I think that left me really empty because I didn't have a ton of close, close friends, you know, that first semester of my freshman year because I was trying to juggle a million different friend groups and activities and never invested deeply with any, you know, one group of people. Yeah, I'm so glad we're talking about this topic. But I'm just going to throw this out there. Why in the world are we talking about this? How does this relate to loving your husband before you even have one? You know, why talk about being the new girl? What? How does that relate? Yes, that is such a good question. I feel like the number one thing that comes to my mind is just personal development. So as you are in a new, in a new place, like you are, you know, your character is tested a lot of like, what, you know, are you going to try new things? Are you going to be you know, stay put, all this kind of stuff. And so when you're the new girl in a new place, you definitely have the opportunity to try new things, reinvent yourself, um, ultimately to become the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, And even thinking about, you know, the different kind of personal development skills you're learning through through these new um, phases of life being the new girl, you definitely are going, like we said earlier, like this isn't the last time that is going to be true. And so say, you know, you get married one day and you and your husband move to a brand new spot, you mean 
you guys need to have friends. Like <laughs> you need to be, you need to meet people. Imagine, you know, you go to like a new mom's group and if you've never been the new girl before, how are you going to be the new girl in a, even in a mom's group where you're like, we have kids, but what do we have in common? How do I become friends with these moms? And so I think, yeah, it's definitely, um, it definitely is helping to be a well-rounded um, person so that you can make new friends wherever you go in life. Yeah, that's so true. And it, the neat thing about coming to a new place or going to a new place is you kind of can reinvent yourself a little bit. Like the maybe some choices that you've made in the past, you have an opportunity to have a fresh start. And college is one of the most, I think, pure ways of really just having a fresh start. And everybody is kind of in the same boat. I mean, you know, you know everybody's kind of starting fresh as well. So it's a unique opportunity to make some changes and grow in some areas. And so I'm glad that we're talking about it today. Sarah, tell me something. What have you learned being the new girl in a new place? Let's just take college, for example. Yes. Um, something I've, I've learned is that you have to be someone who is willing to take initiative. And so especially like the first couple of weeks of being in this new place, especially as a freshman, being new in college, um, you want to be the person who is okay with texting in your dorm floor group me saying, who wants to grab lunch today? Um, you want to be the one to take initiative to invite someone to come hang out in your room, or you want to take initiative to, um, you know, just bring a friend, a group of people together to go do something, whatever it could be. And so, yeah, I feel like that's the, the biggest thing is just being willing to take initiative. I'm glad you said that because Anyone can take initiative, not just the extroverts. Introverts can take initiative too. I think you just have to make a choice to say, hey, I'm not the most refreshed by other people. I'm more shy, but I want to make friends, so I'm going to take initiative in this area. So all you shy girls out there, encouraging you. As the one introvert in this group of three, <laughs> where you both are obviously extroverted, um, the thing that's helped me a lot in this area of taking initiative is realizing that other people are feeling the same way and that I may not be the life of the party, I may not be the, the hype girl, but I can say, hey, I'm going to run to the store. Does anyone want to go? And, you know, you can do it on a smaller scale, but everyone is feeling the same thing. It's just the, the person who shows up and asks the question a lot of times is the one that really makes the friends and gets things going. Uh, something else that I have learned about being the new girl in a new place is just being someone who adds value to the others around them. So again, for instance, freshmen in college, there are so many opportunities to be a connector or help someone move in or um, whatever it is, help someone, you know, find the bookstore or all these little random, you know, freshman tips and tricks. Um, yeah, so I think the biggest one um, is say you're in, you know, your intro to psych class and you meet someone and they are a history major. And then you go to your next class and you meet someone else that's a history major. Take the, again, take the initiative, but connect those people. You just added value to two people because now they can be friends because of their similar major. They can help each other with classes and professors and all that kind of stuff. And now you're the one that connected them. So again, like add value, see what you can do. Um, and just be creative and look for opportunities to do that. Even like something as simple as like, you know, have be the person with a stick of gum all the time. <laughs> like, I think that is as simple as could be, or be the person that has pins in class or something, you know, those different things of like being on the lookout where you can be helpful. People are 
always needing help. <laughs> so if you can help them, that um, is great. Oh, I love that you talked about adding value because, you know, whatever you're needing, other people are needing as well. Like you're talking about the pencils, you know, and just having things on hand that other people might forget and you have extra you can share. That's good. I love that. Okay. What else have you learned, Sarah, being the new girl in a new place in college? Being just being wise. So be the girl who's wise. So I think that especially in a college environment, there are older students uh, all over the place. <laughs> and so uh, take, again, take the initiative to try to befriend an older student, have learn from them, hear from them of uh, what they wish they would have known as a freshman, or um, especially in a sorority setting, you'll be around a ton of um, older students. But yeah, um, think about, you know, is there anyone that you're meeting that you want to kind of emulate? So look at their character uh, and take it, take, you know, this again, kind of what Kimi said earlier about reinventing yourself, take this opportunity of being new to kind of think about the kind of woman you want to be. Think about what kind of character um, you want to have and use this time to make those decisions um, to do that, especially in the first kind of couple weeks. And so um, if there's someone that you want to <clears throat> look up to, um, get time with them, ask them to go to coffee, ask them for lunch and just talk with them, ask what they, again, what they wish they would have known as a freshman. Um, and just, you know, pick their brain about, um, what does she do in her free time? Is, does she have character that you want to, to be like, or what is her work ethic? Uh, anything like that. And, um, use this opportunity to pause and just think about, okay, what do I want to be true of myself at the end of this semester, um, end of this school year, but also at the end of my four years in college, what do I want to be true of myself then? And then kind of work backwards a little bit and think about, okay, if I want to be this person who has high character at the end of my four years, then I'm going to need to start making those decisions now, especially in the first couple of weeks. Okay. These are good, Sarah. So you've talked about being a girl who takes initiative. You've talked about being someone who really adds value to others and to be a someone who's wise. And that comes from finding and being connected to other wise people and finding people like that. But what, from a faith perspective, can a young woman do? Absolutely. I love that. Um, hundred percent get plugged in. So, I've, so getting plugged in, I feel like it's a cheesy phrase, but someone told me that right before I headed off to college, didn't really know what it meant, but it was just was like in my head. And so like my first couple of weeks at, um, at Oklahoma state, I was like, okay, someone told me to get plugged in. So I'm just going to, I think I know what that means. So I was just like trying different, uh, organizations, different things like that. And I found, <clears throat> I found this campus ministry that I just, adored. I loved it. That was when the oversized comfort color t-shirts trend just started. And so I walked in, I was wearing an oversized comfort colors t-shirt. Um, and I just saw a sea of other college students wearing <laughs> these comfort colored oversized t-shirts. I was like, okay, this is where I want to be. And I just connected a ton with those, um, with those students there, um, other Greek life students. And I just loved, um, the, the talk that night at that campus ministry. And so it was just really cool that, um, because someone told me to get plugged in, I tried multiple different campus ministries and I, I found one that I loved. And so it was really cool that from then on, uh, the rest of college, I just got to be plugged in with that. I found amazing friends through that. Um, I found, yeah, I feel like that was the biggest thing is that, um, I was connected through, um, through Sumo, through the, from meeting people in my classes, from meeting people in different Greek life organizations, we all kind of, you know, saw each other at, um, that 
first week of large group meeting. And I was like, oh my goodness, I recognize these people. This is so cool. And then we got to bond on our, um, you know, interest in faith in college, but also because we were in the business school together and also because we were in Greek life together and all these different things. So yeah, definitely get plugged in. <laughs> One theme that I've heard a lot on the podcast, Adrian, that we've talked about is that community comes up over and over and over again and the importance of community no matter what season of life you're in. And so Sarah, I love that you've talked about just that's a great thing for someone to do when they're new is to find community. But sometimes you kind of have to check out a lot of places first to kind of see where you find your people. And, you know, for you, it was finding someone, that finding a group that was wearing those oversized comfort color t-shirts that you just really felt connected with. And so I just think it's so important to find your people on campus. Mm, that's good, Sarah. And I think you can apply that to so many different areas of your life. I remember like in high school, you know, if you joined this certain club, like everyone thought, you know, they had a perception of the certain club, but college is so big that there's just not an overall perception of any sort of club or activity or even ministry, which I really found freedom. And it's like, yeah, you may have a few people say, oh, that wasn't for me, but it's not this over collecting opinion of where, oh yeah, you don't want to join that group. And so I think you can find a lot of freedom in that in college in trying out new things because you're likely not going to be judged by somebody for joining the Quidditch team because that was a real popular thing at <laughs> OU. That's so fun. How they played Quidditch I don't know. I, I never went, but I don't know how they did it. <laughs> well, I love how you talked about this too, Sarah, at the beginning of the podcast. You talked about how, you know, one of the trends that you've seen in young women is that, you know, at first everybody's kind of open to trying new things and doing new things. And that really starts to shrink, you know, by the end of the semester. And so I think it's wise for young women to take advantage of that season and visit a lot of different churches and uh, campus ministries before you really commit, but just to really try different things out so that you get a really good feel. And then you start to connect and just plug in to the group that you connect with the best and stick with that. Because, you know, it's just, it's good to wait a little bit and feel it out um, instead of connecting to the first group that just you know, loves on you. And, uh, and then later you think, oh, really, my people are over here, you know. So that's just a little tidbit for me. Mm, that's good, Kim, because, yeah, nothing is like those first couple weeks of school or even first couple months. Second semester comes around. We've all been in college, and you just get stuck in your ways a little bit. And so I think that's really good advice to the incoming freshmen. Yeah. Okay, how about this? So we talked about, you know, saying yes to a lot of things, visiting different places, different ministries, different churches, and finding all sorts of kind of friend groups. How does one decline an opportunity? Let's say if that is outside of their comfort zone or even against their morals or convictions. How does someone Ooh, good question, say Adrian. no? So my first night of college, me and my roommate were, we didn't really meet before. So it was just us two. We just moved in. Um, our parents had left and we we're like, I guess we'll go get dinner. So we took the, you know, as a total freshman, just had no idea where we were going. I like, took the longest way to get to fuzzies and we, you know, get her tacos. And we're like, okay, let's walk back and, you know, figure out our walk back. And my roommate, she just looks, she straight up asks, she's like, do you drink? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause up until that point, that wasn't just something that that wasn't something I did in high school. And so I felt like I paused for maybe three years and was like, how do I answer this? Like, I felt like my like college career just flashed before my eyes and was like, 
if I say yes, that is a lie because I don't. So what is what happens if I say yes? Because that's not me. But if I say no, she's going to think I am the weirdest human being ever. And so I literally was like, I clicked to myself and I was like, actually, I don't. And just said it super nonchalantly. And she's like, okay, cool. And she's like, can you do, can you DD me and my friends? I'm like, amazing. Sure. Great. (laughs) And so from there, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That was so chill. Like that was, I didn't have to like fake being someone and I didn't have to like make it this super uncomfy, weird thing by saying no. And it was just like, okay, cool. And then we just, you know, continued on our walk back to our dorm and we continued to be great friends. And so it was just really cool that it was like, I was just able to like stick to who kind of what I knew is what I wanted to do in college. And it was great. And so I think kind of taking some principles out of that, um, just being, just being honest, I think, and you don't have to, but still loving towards, you know, people who are, have differences. And so, yeah, I think that would, those two things would just be the biggest of be true to yourself, be honest, but still really loving and inclusive to others that are different. Good for you, Sarah. I am so glad because, you know, I went into college without really convictions about anything. And so I found myself doing things that I never thought I would do. And, uh, but I I really admire you. I mean, you came into um, college as a believer, as a follower of Christ. I did not. But it was a girl like you who came into college with convictions, who loved people, enjoyed being with them, but yet didn't compromise who she was as a person that really gave me, I mean, she got my attention. And so I, I respected her as a, as a, you know, a, a girl of faith. And I, she was who I went to when I wanted to ask questions. And when I started dealing with just some of the consequences of my choices. And so I just think that's such great advice to not be afraid to be who you are. And we kind of live in a day where different is good. You know, it's like, it's okay. You know, if you don't drink, that's fine. You know, if you drink anyway, I just think a lot of young women go into college thinking they have to be somebody else. When I want to tell them, you don't have to be someone else. You can be who you are. That's good. And I'm glad that you shared that story, Kim, because I think of your story too, Sarah. I've heard friends that, you know, both of them are in that same combo. One asks if they drink and the other one, you know, lies and says yes. And the other one lies and confirms because they're so worried about being friends with that person that they're just going to mirror whatever they say. And they both just get wrapped up in the party lifestyle. And then, you know, a few months later, they come out of it and go, yeah, I had never drank before, but I just told you that because I wanted to impress you. And I said the same thing because I wanted to be your friend. And so I think that's so true. We just have to be true to who we are, what we believe. And if we're women of faith, like, let's stick to that going into college. Yeah, own it and just love people around you. I think that's a good word, Sarah, that you shared. All right. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you just want to make sure that we cover? Yeah, um, I think kind of what we we just kind of talked about is, again, just being confident in who God made you to be. I think one of my favorite things about finding friends in college was just like, people are quirky and people have like differences. And I remember there was this one girl, it was the first night of our rush recruitment group, like recruitment was just about to start. And this girl came in, she was wearing this like cute little, um, I guess she was ahead of the time because she was wearing one of those like, cute two piece matching sets. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. And it was drinking tea. I'm like, we're a freshman in college, you're drinking tea. But she was so confident and was just like, yeah, I'm here for a meeting with my cute little matching set and my tea. And I was just like, 
I want to be her. And then another girl was just like, came in and very different than the high school I went to. She was wearing like chacos and had like one of those like Kavu bags. And I was like, oh, wow. Like she just was so confident in herself. She was telling jokes. And I was like, wow, these girls are confident. And so I think just being confident in your quirks and just being confident in who God made you to be, I think owning that, um, but also just being really humble, just like having a heart of humility. Because again, um, with some of these other things we talked about of taking initiative and adding value, that can kind of, you know, one ditch you could fall in kind of like the know-it-all side of, look at me, I can, I know all this kind of stuff, let me help you. But if you come with humility, people are attracted to humility. And if they know that you're struggling too, um, that is, that is, you know, what friendships are built on of like, oh, we need, we need to, you know, we need to stick together kind of thing like that. And so, yeah, I just would be in this, you know, be confident, but also have um, a humble heart because I think that um, would be really helpful and be the question asker um, in different, you know, as you're getting to know people, um, you know, if you see, if you're leaving a class um, and you see someone walking by themselves, do the little backpack run and just run up to them and say, hey, like, what's up? Where are you from? And just, you know, start asking them questions. Um, I feel like that comes from having a heart of humility. Um, so yeah, I feel like those two things would, um, would what I, is what I would want um, incoming freshmen to know, as well as um, taking initiative, just be someone that is willing to take risks as well. I feel like that could be, you know, this whole conversation could be summed up with just taking risks of just, um, you know, be bold, be honest. Um, and yeah, just being okay with, you know, the uncomfortableness of that might um, first kind of seem um, with uncomfortableness of that. But yeah, I would say those, those things I would kind of wrap up with just taking the risks and all of that. I love that, Sarah. Um, this is another question for you. Was the, I know you went into college as a believer. Was there a specific verse or scripture that you really clung to that first semester of your freshman year? I, I can't think of one specific, but I think looking back, knowing that uh, Philippians 419, where it talks about God meeting all of our needs, like that is 100% what happened my freshman year. I kind of, I came into college being a believer, but was kind of like a lost puppy once I got there of like, there's so many church options here. People are going to these churches. People are going to these campus ministries. I don't really know what to do. And God straight up just like guided me and provided literally all of my needs. He provided friendship for me. He provided, um, yeah, he provided uh, mentors in my life, all of that kind of stuff. And so he provided growth opportunities. And so when I think about um, that first kind of, you know, that important month of um, that first beginning of freshman year, I look back and like Philippians 419 for sure. Um, is a verse that God is putting on my heart of looking back about how he meets our needs. So we've talked about a lot of things. Let's kind of sum up where we've been so far. Yeah, we talked about being a girl who takes initiative when she's going into college, you know, being the one, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, taking the first step and asking to hang out with somebody. We talked about being a girl who adds value to others, being a girl who is wise, and finally be a girl who has faith and just takes risks. Right, and finding community and being a part of that community. We talked about, um, you know, saying yes to a lot of things on the front end so that you can find your people and being willing to try some new things, some the Quidditch Club, <laughs> among the um, some the name, but um, but we also talked about how to decline an opportunity when you know that's really not your best, and we talked about being authentic and being who you really are, and not trying to be what everybody wants you to be. You're going to build good relationships with people. You kind of want to show up as you and not someone else or 
someone you're trying to be. And um, so we talked about a lot of different things. What could we take away for our listeners some just some positive practical steps? Let's nail some of those down. Yeah, so one practical thing I would say is try to introduce yourself to the people on your floor, um, you know, sooner rather than later, um, maybe with a quick line of like, hi, I'm Sarah, just trying to meet people on the floor. What's your name? Where are you from? Um, yeah, I think that is pretty practical and will be, yeah, I think that'll be, that would be a great start to getting to know people. Yeah. And if I could add to that, just start looking for community right away, like get in touch with the college ministries, with the churches, with people in your class, start looking for your future friend group and the people that you're going to be sharpened by one another with. Yeah, that's good. And you might even, you know, if you know the campus that you're going to, or if you know the place you're headed, um, maybe do some research ahead of time and try to find out some people that you could try to connect with that first week of school. Um, the third thing I think of is be looking for places that you can add value. And to our our listeners who are older and maybe more established in the new place, to be looking for younger girls that you could kind of mentor and kind of help get established in their new place. That's good, Kim. I love that. I think our listeners have a, a lot to apply from this podcast, and I hope it's really encouraging to them as they're going through a new season of being the new girl. And like yes. we mentioned, not the last time of being the new girl. That's true. Sarah, thank you so much for being with us today. You are such a joy, and it was an honor to have you on today. Adrian, thanks for being with me. And Logan, thank you so much for putting all this together. We couldn't do it without you. And to our listeners, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share. And if you are currently looking for community, if you're on the college campus, the three of us are all connected to STUMO. And you can find out more at stumo.org and you can click on Get Involved. But again, we are glad you're here and we have a lot more to talk about. So we'll look forward to seeing you next week.